0: to You should read this, a comic book and graphic novel review and discussion podcast. My name is Ryan. And I'm Alan. And today we're going to talk about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Volume 1. Or
1: we're going to attempt to, in in any and all yeah, uh, As if one could
0: simply walk up and discuss this book. Uh, This is a book written and drawn by Hirohiko Araki. It is available on Viz Media in the United States. Um, what the heck, man? Uh, Dude,
1: I, I don't know, I've been waiting to talk about this book for, I don't know how long since we read it, but this book, like, I expected to be, yeah, cause, cause, you know, I've read a lot of manga and I expected this to be sort of formulaic or at the very least maybe kind of weird.
0: This is I'd... beyond weird. I know, like, it's been running for a while. 1987. Sort of... Sheesh yeah um I know people who I work with who are younger than this comic book um, <laughs> so it's this has been running for thirty years this has been running for thirty years well the um, series has this series has been running for thirty years this so this book is more than thirty years old that we just read mm-hmm. um and and this book has the jojo's bizarre adventure which it's it's been like broken up into a lot of different volumes and stuff but it's got this weird insane cult following i think at least part of that is because of the anime
1: yeah um once i mean you get a a decent enough manga following and then you get an anime and as long if there's some traction there it'll it'll do pretty well but uh yeah I, i think that especially in the states anime is going to be the number one exposure to um like japanese storytelling Manga is a close second, but I know way more people that watch anime than read manga.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, that's the same with, I know way more people who've seen MCU movies than who read comic books. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's I, I know more people who've seen the Netflix MCU shows or who've watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Supergirl or even Gotham than read Batman books or Supergirl books. You know, My
1: dad referenced watching Gotham the other day. and I'm like, well, first of all, what are you doing watching yeah. Gotham?
0: First of all, what the heck? Why, of all <laughs> things, would you watch that show? Right. Uh, it's a, it's an odd show. Um, and this is an odd book. This is really a strange book. And for some reason, I had only seen... I mean, not for some reason. I had only engaged <laughs> with fan art of this uh, mm-hmm. basically by walking next to it at Comic-Cons and stuff. So right. I I was not prepared for a book that starts out taking place in, like london in the mid 1800s i don't know what i expected but it wasn't that (laughs) i I I was very surprised with how this started
1: yeah i mean or the very least when it did the flashback to um like london in the 1800s and i'm like oh, okay so we're gonna do a little bit of this and then it's gonna flash forward right and it just doesn't it just continues on with the story and the story is so weird i i I don't know how much, how much detail do you want to go into on this, because I, I, I think maybe we should start with, um, what's the basic premise? Can, can you even conceive, conceive of a basic premise?
0: I don't, like, I don't feel like we got into enough of it to even have that. Uh, I mean, and to be clear, we read Part 1, Phantom Blood, Volume 1. And Volume 1 is 270 pages, by the way. Yeah, or 50, I mean, 250 pages. It's manga, you know? That's how they do things.
1: No, I get that, but but still, that's a lot of pages. I mean,
0: we didn't just read one chapter and be like, oh, well, it didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, we read, like, a whole volume. And it's like, okay, there's this guy, and his name is Jonathan Joestar.
1: Joestar, which, it, it, I mean, Jo is the whole thing. It's called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And from what I understand, the whole purpose of every arc, which is a different period of time, is it's all sort of tied together with the family name of joe essentially oh
0: okay i don't i don't think i realized that uh that makes sense yeah so right now what we're seeing
1: yeah we're seeing the beginning of like this first volume is the beginning of the joe legacy gotcha and And then then there's also
0: dio brando right which is just the most unstoppably killer name ever well, have you noticed a trend with the names? There's there's definitely a, like, 70s and 80s heavy metal reference. Though I guess yes. I guess in 1987, that would just be a heavy metal reference. <laughs> Whereas, and that's why there's a character whose name is Robert E.O. Speedwagon.
1: Which is, I feel like up until that point, it was still pretty subtle. And then when you name a character R.E.O. Speedwagon, I don't know what to tell you. I feel like you just got lazy. Yeah.
0: There's also, there's also... Um, but but yeah it's yeah so there's there's these like sort of weird side oblique references to heavy metal, but the story itself is this like super overwrought period drama about this rich boy and then his adopted brother and how they hate each other.
1: Yeah, but the adopted brother is is a family friend's br- uh, son. And the family friend was because this guy saw a carriage go over a cliff, went to go, like, rob the corpses and found out one of the guys was still alive. And the guy that's still alive is like, oh, you saved my life. You must have been here to help me. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then, like, that's why they're family friends.
0: Yeah. So there's so it's 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 as if to say, like, there's always been sort of this layer of subterfuge and things aren't exactly what they seem relationship wise. From their parents' days. Right. But then these two guys basically like hate each other's guts and then constantly make nice in front of Mr. Joe Star, the dad. The pops, yep. It, and then at the other time they're trying to beat the crap out of each other.
1: Well, because Dio is, is, he comes from a um, poor family. Yeah, he um, comes where from His a dad poor was like, yeah, his dad was an alcoholic and never mm-hmm. amounted to much, blah, blah, blah. And then Joe. Joestar, Jojo, Jojo is, uh, is the son of a rich guy. Yeah. So Dio goes to a... live with a rich family.
0: Yeah. And, and doesn't, and you know, is like, I'm going to take over. Mm-hmm. This is oh, going to yeah. be my family. Not like, oh, thank you. You know, I'm so glad that they treated me well. It's, it's instead. I'm going to steal your
1: fortune at some point. Yeah. And then I'm going to use that fortune to become even more rich and more powerful.
0: And, you know, we'll see how this goes
1: yeah he's he's just a sociopath that's all it is he's just a straight up sociopath
0: but then like he knows exactly how to i guess that's still really sociopathy like he knows exactly (laughs) how to push joe Joe Star's buttons and well he's also just straight up like almost homicidal yeah
1: he's okay i we're not i just want to position right now we're not going to talk about the dog sure that's fine okay thank you (laughs) let's just I don't want to talk about that. That's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then it does a time skip halfway through.
0: Yeah, but it's not much of a time skip. It's just like they're now adults four... instead of in high school. Yeah. But and like there's also the thing with like Jojo's girl that he likes and then Dio kisses her for the first time, which I felt like was a euphemism for I feel other like... things. But, yeah. they, but But at the same time, it was very much like it was a kiss. But it was in front of right. everybody. And it's like, now she's, you know, spoiled.
1: Yeah, it, I definitely think it was supposed to land harder than it actually did. But that might be because we're in 2018 looking backwards. I mean, I know it's yeah. like, this was made in, it was it was the late 80s. It's not mm-hmm. like, it's a world apart. But definitely feel like it was supposed to land harder than it was. I mean, um,
0: they, they they weren't going to put what they are implying in the book, in this book, at well, this point, this isn't an Alan Moore book. I was totally um, going to say it's not an Alan Moore book. Yeah, because <laughs> that's Alan Moore's plot point that he tends yeah. to include. Um, and I do appreciate that they didn't have that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it makes it me happy. Nice. But but it it was it was sort of heavily implied that like this is what this kiss represents.
1: Yeah, or at the very least, I don't know about eighteen hundreds. You know, etiquette is like a yeah, kiss yeah. supposed
0: to be. Probably in the same way that, like, oh my gosh, she shows her ankles, how skinny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally, exactly, that's what I was getting at. And then my, my third favorite element of this book is the mask.
1: Yeah, uh, so it's a mask that when you put blood on it, it s- sends out spikes to the person who's wearing it and pierces their brain, and then they're a vampire.
0: Are they a vampire, or are they just a scary monster man?
1: They're a vampire, I think, I, I'm going to go with vampire, and uh, uh, the internet it's... also say vampire, specifically because they can drain people's blood.
0: Oh, okay, that's fair. I mean, it, it, it also is like, just because you are a scary monster man doesn't mean you're not a vampire.
1: <laughs> also, the sunlight kills them.
0: Yeah, oh, okay, that's fair, that's kind of an important part. It's, it's a <laughs> scary monster man who's a vampire. Yeah. And, and Jojo has been researching this mask after accidentally spilling blood on it while fighting his adopted brother.
1: Right, and then it like sort of sprouted its spikes, although it wasn't attached to him, so
0: it just sort of like harmlessly did it. Yeah, and then doesn't Dio find out about it and is like, I'm going to kill Jojo using this thing?
1: Yeah, because I mean, if you saw a mask where it just sprouts spikes into a person's skull, you would think, hey, this would probably kill that person. Yeah. You would not think, oh, this person would make them an immortal vampire. That's generally not, like, the most logical conclusion.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty fair.
1: <laughs> um, so he's like, I'm going to try to just kill... I, I. This is what I'm saying, is Dio is basically just homicidal to the, his adoptive brother for no reason other than, I just need to get this
0: guy out of the way. And both of these guys are, like, superhero level strong. Able to oh, just, yeah. like, street fight with a dozen dudes and tear them apart and, you know, do crazy jumps and backflips and stuff.
1: Well, that's what, I, that's what I thought was sort of interesting was Dio was able to do that, do that out the gate because he grew up, uh, you know, on the streets and whatever. Yeah. And then Joestar was, like, very um, proper and sort of wussy. And then by the time we get the, the time skip, all of a sudden Joestar is, or Jojo is also huge and because like he's been fighting. he's
0: been basically worried this whole time that he's finally going to have to confront Dio and fight him for his birthright. Yeah, I a guess very that's true. Almost, almost biblical kind of a situation.
1: Yeah, that, that that makes sense. And then we get to go to 1800s England.
0: <laughs> well, we're in 1800s England the whole time. No, and are I, we? Uh, yeah, I kind of thought we are. And then we no, wait, to...
1: okay, hold on, let's back up because I mean,
0: does that do, do they go to 1800s London? Is that the difference then? Yeah, yeah, they go to London. They go. They're sort uh... of like living in a big estate outside of you know, in the countryside. Gotcha. Okay, um, that makes more sense. And then they go into London, and he fights the guy with the, with the buzzsaw hat. He has a bowler hat that, when he
1: flips the brim, uh-huh. uh, buzz blades come out yeah. of it, I and mean, like, he throws
0: he his hat like odd job. It, it's yeah, it's basically odd job, but it is basically is... odd job. But he like almost cuts off Jojo's arm.
1: Yeah. That's but the then... sound
0: of blade hitting bone. <laughs> But then JoJo
1: just takes it like a man. He's like, oh, man, this guy doesn't mess around. Tell you what, I won't try to kill you anymore. Now I'm just
0: going to be your friend. Because, you know, that's how manga works. Look, man, if given those two options with the guy (laughs) who has a buzzsaw hat, I'd be like, like, what if we were... What if we were buddies? I'm, I like if I was ever in a situation where I was going to be involved in a street brawl with a yeah. very colorful cast of characters, <laughs> I would definitely go for what if we were all on the same team? I, I am 100% behind this. Um, either that or I would start singing in hopes that it would turn into a musical number. But I don't think that that would work sense. in either one of those cases. I think I'd probably just get my butt kicked. <laughs> but I, um, you got to try.
1: I mean, the the other thing is is Jojo turns into like this lawful good, like very noble, uh, wants to do the right thing and protect his family person.
0: Yeah, and this is and Jojo at the same time he's in London because he's investigating because he thinks that Dio is poisoning his dad. Right. Which, yes. which statistically, oh, usually, geez, usually it's it's women who do who do murder, commit murders by poisoning.
1: Right, but that's because, you know... But maybe the statistics
0: were different in 1800s London.
1: I think... think, All I know uh, is from forensic
0: files, which really only covers the last, like, 30 or 40 years.
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying. I definitely think poison would make the most amount of sense in this case, because obviously you want the old man to die of, quote-unquote, natural causes. Yeah. So it doesn't look like you tried to murder him for his money.
0: And then doesn't JoJo, like, say, like, oh, this is basically exactly what happened to Dio's dad also? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he died the exact same way with the exact same symptoms. And right. Dio was not, was not hesitant to talk about the fact that he poisoned his old man.
1: Yeah, no, Dio is, once again, just proving himself to be the best psychopath. Yeah. And not like the best and like, oh, he's a lovable psychopath. Like, no, this guy is villain material, 110%. He's unstoppably evil. Um... Like, in a very, he's very much um, uh, uh, Doom. Is what he is. He's basically just Doom without the mask.
0: Oh, okay. I can see that. Just like... Doctor Doom. Power at all costs. Like, Powered he's all cost. about... He's all about the power. He he definitely
1: has the force to wield, mm-hmm. and he has no problems wielding it, but he would rather not, just because it's more fun to do things the smart way. Gotcha. And, uh, and he definitely feels like he's above everyone else, and his whole thing is that he wants to you know uh, acquire more power and more land and just you know get more stuff and also i feel like dio definitely has with the whole mask thing especially he definitely shares that scientific minded thing that dr doom has like well i don't know what it
0: does i'm pretty sure i know what it does let's find out and i'll test it on somebody else i'll test it on these guys who tried to kill me in the street right then then i'll rip it off their faces Gosh, John, this, this this book is so brutal, man. It it it's just like the thing is it's 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 really brutal, but it's also like really stylishly brutal.
1: Stylish is a word that I would I is it a word that I would use to describe this book? Stylish.
0: I mean, there's I a, it like has a, a style. Like,
1: <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying.
0: It's almost it's just, like a full page drawing of them cutting the pinky finger off this guy with a knife.
1: Yeah, and then turns out that because he put the mask on him, he is now an unstoppable vampire. So he just shatters the wall that he falls into. Also,
0: yeah, um, because it because vampires have like Superman level abilities. Yes, well, universe. I mean, don't they? Sure, I mean, why not? And they don't feel pain, right? Uh, at, and then the very to end, sparkle.
1: at the very end, uh, Jojo. Yeah, that's true. sparkling. <laughs> Jojo. Uh, like, confronts him says, I've already found the, the, the guy who sold you the drugs. Uh, my father's going to be fine. Here are the police, by the way. And then Dio's like, forget that. Vampire time. And puts uh, the mask on himself. And
0: that's how the book ends. Right? That's how the volume ends, yeah. That's how this, yeah, this volume ends. Volume, part one, Phantom Blood, volume one. Uh, there's more than a hundred and something volumes of this book, Alan it is it is one of the best-selling mangas of all time right uh more than 100 million copies in print
1: it's so weird (laughs) take that man Uh, that's true um but you also have to like like i said earlier it it, it also comes down to the fact that um it's multiple arcs yeah so it's multiple storylines across the same universe i found i've also found that the last two arcs so Uh the last I want to say twenty ma- twenty volumes or so, mm-hmm. are an alternate timeline. Oh, really? Yes. So they do, uh, like five, five full arcs, which is still a ton of manga, are um, uh, a single timeline, sort of connecting the grandfathers to the grandsons kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then the the last two, the the one that's the one that's running right now is from 2012, and it's still currently running. That's this Ooh, JoJo Lion. Jo- yeah, is it Jojo or Go-Go Lion?
0: Uh, it probably depends on how you're translating it. My... Wikipedia calls it Go-Go or Jojo Lion. So Okay, got it. Um,
1: And then uh, it must be Jojo Lion. So that was the one that's been running since 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, And that one is an alternate universe that banks off the one right before it. Okay, but...
0: yeah, yeah. I'm seeing that. It's like an alternate, mm-hmm. uh, alternate... 1990. Right. Yeah. So we go back, back in time again. But oh, The names of the characters in this book are amazing. <laughs> what are some other names? Uh I'm just looking at the the summary of part 7 Steel Ball Run. Yeah. Uh, and so Gyro Zappelli is a main guy there's uh Johnny Joestar um and then here are, there are uh somebody named Funny Valentine, the president of the United States. Um, <laughs> and then fellow racers Mountain Tim and Hot Pants. Of course, and race organizer Stephen Steele and his wife Lucy. I feel like these, and then there's also another racer, Diego Brando. Yeah, so
1: Brando is a thing that like, yeah, yeah, gets Uh, carried forward. Just like,
0: I wonder if if it's sort of one of those like, you know, generationally, we're always destined to fight the Joe Stars and the Brandos. You know, that definitely seems like it's the case. Yeah. Uh it, it makes me want to read more of this because it's so weird. It is so and it's weird. so casually brutal, like, you know, people just lose fingers and, and you just get to watch it on screen or, or the part with the dog that we agreed not to talk about. Thank you. Um it it's this is it's funny because like think about nineteen eighty seven. Mm hmm. Um I wonder how much of an influence stuff like Watchmen or stuff like um Dark Knight Returns had on it because right. you, cause I feel like Dark Knight Returns also came out in 87. Um so Yeah, like half a world away though. Yeah, but, but I mean it can't have had uh it can't have had that much influence on it. Um I mean because... are we are
1: we okay with keyword clicks on this podcast because I can I can google something. No, I'm, right I'm quick. on it right now.
0: Okay, Dark Knight Returns came out in 86. February okay. through June '86, uh, and then uh, I'm I'm here on my iPad looking it up. We got Wikipedia, uh, and then this started January '87. So it's certainly possible, um, and I and uh, w- you know there I'm sure that Her- Hirohiko uh, Araki has given at least one interview in the last thirty years, and someone else must have noticed. Oh, hey, this came out like not too long after Watchmen and and Dark Knight Returns, I wonder right. if there's any sort of relation in the sort of, like, depravity and casual brutality that this is displayed here. Yeah. But at the same time, like, this is... At least the way it starts, it's a period piece set in... in Victorian England. Yeah, I mean... You know, as opposed uh, to a superhero work set in an alternate future version of New York City. Or man, like I would Gotham. love to dive
1: into... Like specifically the creation and the arc, like the overarching everything about this. Because, I mean, I've seen, um, like, kind of like what you have the, the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like fan art and, mm-hmm. uh, and screen grabs and stuff like that. And it's all a very specific art style. Yeah. And this isn't even that. Like, this looks like it's on its way to being that. But since this is yeah. the first volume, it doesn't quite have that official JoJo's Bizarre Adventure look yet. Well, yeah. Um, I
0: mean, this the guy's been drawing the same thing for thirty years. He's probably streamlined it a bit since volume one, just like Scott Pilgrim volumes one, right? Everybody looks weird compared to the way they look in volume seven or whatever. I just love the six. There's only six Scott Pilgrims, right?
1: There's six. Yes. Embarrassing. (laughs) It's fine. It's been a while. All right. Um, yeah, but I would just love to to watch that and like figure out where that came from and
0: why. Like, this specific style?
1: Yeah. Because I'm... this specific style looks like if you mongified Western comics. Like, everybody's huge muscles and big prominent chins mm-hmm. and um, tiny feet and hands. And <laughs> uh, the fashion sense is ridiculous, too.
0: It is. It's totally just really over the top. It feels like... um. So, first, I have this this sort of thesis idea that I Mm -hmm. believe is true in general, but like advances in culture or major changes in culture happen when different culture groups, like when one culture group creates a type of art or an artwork or a style and -hmm. then another culture group like takes it and makes it their own, you know? So like, yeah, um, we got rock and roll by, you know, sort of black people taking, um, some of the 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 weird jazz that white people had started making after they tried to make jazz and failed so they tried to just sort of like speed up composed music you know and 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 that back and forth of like um you know the reason we got motown basically like we got rock and roll with white people trying to make black music or black people making black music and white people tried to make it and that's where we had the british invasion and then right we're like oh let's let's you know, black people in like Detroit, like, Oh, let's, let's make stuff that sounds like British invasion. And that's where we got Motown. And, and, you know, there's stuff sort of ping pongs and bounces around back and forth. And that's how things happen. I feel like that that's what's happening here. Then there's this huge influence of like over the top, super brawny comic books from the United States. But I feel like even more than that, it's like dumb Sylvester Stallone movies and movies like Roadhouse yeah, you know, totally. Like it's, it's everybody is super buff, and obviously it's taken to extremes in the comic. But it's like the only way we solve anything is by fighting. <laughs> like we, Which all is, have, I mean... we all have big feelings, and the only way we're gonna get them out of ourselves because we're men is by hitting each other. Because there are, you know, Death Wish, um, uh, again Roadhouse, all of those sort of like eighties movies where it's just like I'm an angry guy and I'm gonna hit everybody about it. <laughs> feels feels like a strong influence on this, even though this is like set back in time compared to those.
1: Yeah, I I wholly agree. And I'm looking for other uh manga that were like made in nineteen eighty seven and Ren uh Rama one half is in that.
0: Okay, but um, but that's such a that's such a different I mean there is a lot of fighting in that.
1: No, no, I get it, but like I'm just looking at other things that, that like you might be able to to look at the the time and the where things yeah. were, um, you, the Transformers you... TV series came from this
0: year. Okay, yeah, I mean, and, and that's when we had a lot of um, a lot of that sort of like GI Joe, He Man, all that mm-hmm. stuff is from right around that time too. Uh,
1: Saint Seiya was from the year before. Um, what else? You're under arrest.
0: Um, You're just looking at like a timeline of manga that
1: in the eighties. Yeah, apparently somebody put together on uh on Wikipedia. Uh I'm just gonna go like two years is there
0: anything else?
1: Oh, guyver was in nineteen eighty five. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big one. That That, I see that that, being involved.
1: um, Mobile suit Zeta Gundam was a really big thing at the time. Yeah, but this Um, doesn't have any robots. Right, but I mean it's still like like Mobile Suit Gundam back in the day was was less about robots and more about war. That's true. Like the ro- robots were like almost an afterthought yeah, compared know, to know, we're yeah. going to make a war manga or anime and it's going to have robots in it. Yeah. Um. That's what I. That's what I really like about um. Actually, the very first uh, Gundam is uh. Like it's like oh a kid ends up piloting a mobile suit and then immediately starts getting PTSD, no, like yeah. from from fighting in a war. And so yeah, I think that this late eighties era even you know with like what you said with uh, uh with dark knight returns um but also oh akira oh akira, akira toriyama did a bunch of work uh, around this time but like the 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 sort of what uh, sort I'm of like visceral i guess mm-hmm. the like which you said casually brutal <laughs> yeah yeah the the amped up uh shonenness of it yeah it uh, is definitely i think in full swing at this
0: point point. and this this manga just sort of fit right in that slot. Yeah. Well, and and it clearly sort of like this this manga starts over the top.
1: Oh, yeah. And it it 100% like just starts at 11 and keeps
0: running. Yeah, and and it and it just continues to crank it. Uh, you know, we haven't really talked about the art. I don't know what to I've been thinking about getting to that point, Ryan. I have no idea how to talk about this art. It's so it's um you know how sometimes it, when we're talking about American comics, uh, mm-hmm. or at least the way a lot of people talk about American comics, they get frustrated when their characters are not drawn anatomically perfect. Right. They're like, oh well, they they you know they've got too many abs, you know, or or it's not mm-hmm. really what muscles look like on a on an actual guy. I want the arm doesn't like, bend that way. Yeah, I want or... it to look like Alex Ross drew it. Um, right. And this is this is fully the other way this is like look we're gonna draw muscles on these guys and the, and the muscles look like they're actual muscles like at some point this this artist has done life drawing and right. has gone through an anatomy um you know books and stuff like that but he knows how to draw a person it's almost like expressionist especially mm. especially when there's movement happening oh gosh it's it's like it it, it is it, it really I, like expressionist is the best thing I got because it's not uh or not expressionist but like impressionist like it's not right. actually the way a person would look when it's moving but the way that it would feel you know the way that like your eye would experience movement is the way that these characters are drawn
1: I almost feel like the movement aspects of it are more like um uh, like when you're, when you're watching something on Netflix and uh, somebody walks in so you have to pause it real quick and you just happen to find that one weird frame mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it looks like their arm is broken. Like that's, yeah. that's where he chooses to do all this is yeah. in that frame. Well, and the perspective it, and everything is super weird.
0: Well, and it's, um, and one of the other things, yeah, it's super weird and then it reminds me, um, uh, you know, I watch a lot of animated stuff. Right. Um, but one of the things that they'll do in animation, especially, I think, cleverly done animation, is they'll draw smears. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a really good Tumblr that I found once called, like, Simpson Smears. Okay. Um, and it's just – and what a smear is, it's – because animation is runs at 24 frames a second, right? right. Or, or if – I mean, or even less than that if, if they're doing it real cheap. Uh, And so it's hard to show fast movement in 24 frames a second unless you draw, instead of like a picture of an arm here and then a picture of an arm three inches over, you instead draw sort of like this weird form that looks like the arm moving really fast in an individual picture. You put a couple of those next to each other, it looks like the arm's moving way faster than it would look if you just drew the positions of where it would be in 24 frames a second. Right. Um, exactly. Steven Universe does this really well in their fight scenes. Uh so does Avatar. Right. Um and it's one of the things that CG can't pull off. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's it's part of why no matter how hard people try to make CG look like uh hand animation it it never it never does it because of the smear the lack of smears. But it but it looks like the it looks like uh the guy who's drawing this Like, he's drawing smears. Like, I'm looking at this page um, where Jonathan Joestar is is punching Dio Brando, and, like, the whole hand is is blurry. And instead of, like, an outline being a single line, it's a ton Mm -hmm. of long lines. So, like, the outline of the hand is moving up the page. It's... It's insane and if you look at it in really detail you're like what is this? This looks really yeah. weird. But if you but like just sort of glancing at it, reading it like you would a manga page very fast, it's mm-hmm. moving. It looks yeah. like the hand is moving. It's like like if they had done this in America, someone would be like, "Okay, well let's make movies look like this and then print them on little l- those little viewmasters so that people can feel like they're watching a movie that's moving around in a viewmaster." Somebody would have sold it. You know what I mean? It it almost looks like lenticulars or something.
1: Right. And and I feel like, on top of that, the use of perspective Mm -hmm. is the other thing that really catches my eye. Like, I'm looking at this page of uh, JoJo punching Tio again. Because they fight three times at least throughout. Mm -hmm. Like, they have, like, slap, uh, uh, knockdown, dragouts at least three times. Um, And his leg is up in the air, and it looks like a tiny little baby leg. yeah. Because it's supposed to be like foreshortened, mm-hmm. but it's just because of the movement of him rolling backwards in that direction. It's just sort of like, well, you don't need to really worry about that because the the movement is going off to the right of the panel. Yeah. So it's just sort of like, okay, movement. Well, he you does have a mean? leg. There
0: it is. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think part of it is that is the difference between manga and like American comics is that manga. I feel like it always reads so much faster. Even oh, yeah. on pages that have, you know, six or eight panels, it's like there's so much going on, but it's moving so quick. It's not like I'm going to sit there and linger over this panel that's got like a paragraph of text on it. That Very seldom happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah, it's a sentence it's... or a phrase or half of a sentence.
1: <laughs> it's very much more like show, don't tell. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, come on. I love. Um, can I talk about like how good the the nineteen eighties anime eyes are in this
0: book? Everybody's face starts like halfway down their face. <laughs> like everybody's eyes yes. start like where my nose starts. Yes, and it, they're all just—they're really all big beautiful. and beautiful eyes. Everybody's got like five heads because <laughs> of it. You know, like nobody just has a forehead. Everybody has like an extra large forehead, or like their the bangs on their hair are just so pronounced because they got to cover the entire top half of their head so swoopy and but yeah you're right the eyes are the anime eyes those manga eyes just everybody and the eyebrows oh yeah oh, the my eyebrows gosh, the eyebrows on uh, specifically on jonathan joestar and dio brando are yeah. just uh phenomenal they are on fleek all the time <laughs> and Damn. oh man the the eyebrows on these two guys are just like you could pluck them off their face and use them as boomerangs Right. Oh yeah. Or They're, or they, stab somebody with them. They like push Do me a their favor. hair out of the way with the eyebrows. Mo- like the hair has to yes. go around it because the eyebrows are so pronounced.
1: No, the eyebrows are, are definitely like eyes are a huge focus in this book. Like yeah. eyes are supposed to tell like intent and like feeling and there's so many facial close-ups in this whole book.
0: That's true.
1: Do me a favor, <laughs> and uh, go to uh, go to uh, 134 real quick. All right
0: two one uh is it a color page yeah uh <laughs> with that pose so, where he's that pose his arms.
1: so that's the thing that is like that is a a, a typical jojo's pose is that, like, that's like no it's like a whole thing when people talk
0: about jojo's poses that's what they're talking about
1: exactly like this okay. pose right here just the hands are in a weird position it looks super stiff it looks like you know, like uh, somebody's doing some sort of uh, Sentai, like um, the Rangers are here kind of thing. And it's just supposed to look cool, I guess. But it comes okay. off as awkward to e- me. It always has. But there are some people like this is a quintessential Jojo's pose.
0: This guy's and
1: arms are This is, is part... by like a lot. But this is like when I think of Jojo's art, uh-huh. as far as this volume that we've read, this is the panel that goes, OK, there it is oh, okay. for me. Like if I'm gonna walk through Artist Alley and 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 be like, oh, I'm looking for some JoJo
0: art. I'm looking for something like this. Okay, this is that's the that's the thing, and that's in the like weird partial cover, the like two color uh, act break in right. part two. Yeah, it's oh, just, chapter it... six, a letter from the past, <laughs> and it's just people going like, strike a
1: pose. They're voguing. That's yeah, what they're, they're that's, just. They're it's really just voguing.
0: voguing. Oh, and that's and that's right after they play rugby. Yeah. And so it gets to be sports manga for a little bit. One of my favorite things. <laughs> we need to read some sports manga. We do well we did. Here it is. Oh, okay. No, oh. the sport of this is is fighting vampires. Sort of. Yeah. Or or hating each other or something. <laughs> it's hating each other. I like it. That makes sense.
1: Oh man. Uh what else? I don't know. There's I
0: this book is an experience. This yeah, you I remember you, you like texted me right after you finished reading it, and you're like, hey, have you read JoJo's yet? And I was like, yeah, I finished the other night. You're all, it is a journey.
1: <laughs> I, said, I guess that it's a ride. Yeah. Like, I this book takes a, you on yeah. a
0: ride. Oh, man. This is a... It is a roller coaster. Um It's... This is... This is insane. I can't think of a book that is so over-the-top and at the same time so melodramatic f- it, from dc or marvel can they, yeah no i can't from like I can't. image or dark horse i don't think that they've touched this level of just total insanity well because
1: i think if they did people would read it and be like what is even happening in this book which makes me feel like we've definitely read something that might fit into this universe but it's going to be like an elseworlds or um yeah like maybe a really weird image book um trying to think of anything else that i, I, I would mean, even put in the same league as this
0: uh, the only thing i can think of god hates astronauts oh gosh yeah but it's, it's insane totally different way it's like oh and here's captain rhinoceros oh you know, it would be weirder than that here, here, but, here, here. but yeah <laughs> <Captain> <laughs> rhinoceros idea. pants where <laughs> his pants are an entire rhinoceros and his face is there you go that's where i like missed but but like that's the the only thing I even think of that's that's even close to this level of just total insanity. But that book is a funny book where part of the funniness is how ridiculous and over the top it is. And this book plays it straight.
1: Yeah, it totally does. It... And
0: and I mean I don't think that it plays it straight. Like this book definitely is heavily tongue in cheek. Like they know what they're doing. This is melodrama in the sense that it's like clearly over the chop drama played up for the partially ridiculous aspects of it. hmm Um and and that's and it's it's funny because it's timely because that was a very popular thing at this period of time uh in England. But um But yeah, God hates astronauts is the only thing I can think of that comes close to this level of just utter insanity.
1: Um I can't I can't think of anything since this was made though no that has had such a lasting i mean it has you can't deny it has a huge impact on the anime and manga community
0: oh man and there's been live action movies and like so much anime and it's sold just an insane amount of books yeah no i mean no doubt i can't think of anything that has this kind of this level of influence that's this nuts, yeah. This I mean, except for nuts. like, to a certain extent, you could argue that like superhero is like, oh, he's a guy who dresses like a bat and goes and punches mentally ill people. It's like, yeah, okay, but but no, this is <laughs> crazier.
1: Okay, so what do we what are we thinking as far as if you had to? Since I'm know we're going to have to tell people about this book that we read that mm. you know are not going to listen this recording. Like what? What would you tell somebody to like sell them on this book? Man, like, what's the elevator pitch for this? Like the friend elevator pitch, not the not the. You're not trying to get this book made. You're sure. just trying to like get somebody to at least indulge in the first 15 pages.
0: It's it's about uh, two adopted brothers who hate each other and are constantly fighting and trying to make nice, and then it's completely over the top because they'll both, they'll both just lose their minds and beat the crap out of the other one. <laughs> okay, so you're not even going to mention the vampires. I, I don't know. It depends on who I was talking to. I might not. Like, Ian. Like, I would not tell Ian about the vampires. Really? But but then again, he might not read it without the vampires. But I would want him to come back and be like, you didn't even tell me about the mask. What the heck? Um, That's true. But, Yeah, and or I would just say two brothers who hate each other and they're constantly fighting, and a mask that turns people into vampires.
1: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, it's about a rich kid whose family uh, whose family friend's son comes to live with them, who wants to take over the family fortune, but then also wants to take over the world, (laughs) and so they and so it's up to this guy to sort of stop him from taking over his family. And thus, gaining more power and wealth and taking over the world. Like, I'm going to go with the sibling dynamic and be like... And people are like, okay, yeah, but how would he do that? Like, okay, let me tell you about this mask. (laughs) You know? Like, that's... I'm going to get him with the... I'm going to get him with the... This guy has world domination plans. Okay. Which is already... Which is already the hook. And then say, but now there's this
0: mask that he has. And he doesn't even know what it does. (laughs) It's... I I feel like part of the just total weirdness of this book is like a lack of cultural context that we don't have. Do you
1: think that's it? I I have to imagine
0: that there's some element of that. But at the same time, I do have a lot of cultural context with this of like stuffy British dramas. (laughs) What do you mean? Oh, like for the first part? Yeah, like I definitely grew up, you know, with my parents watching like, you know, whatever the 1980s equivalent of Downton Abbey was. Right. You know, or, or Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. you know, like this is that kind of a book. It's just, if that, everybody had giant muscles. Yeah. If, if these, if the two guys were played by John Claude Van Damme and Sylvester Stallone. That makes sense. And they, and they contractually were obligated to fight each other every episode. <laughs> yeah. That does and then vampires, sense. vampire mask. Oh, yeah, and don't forget Vampires. Vampire Mask. Man, I would have apparently... that show. Well, I guess I should watch the JoJo manga or the JoJo anime because this sounds like a show that I'd be super into.
1: That was, um, that was really an interesting experience for me when we went to, was it WonderCon or Comic Con? I think it was Comic Con because mm-hmm. I think it was the Viz panel. Yeah, yeah. And they started talking about how they're going to bring the JoJo anime to um, Cartoon Network. Oh, and Yeah. Everybody was like, oh, yeah. And I'm just like, all right, I know what JoJo is. Is this really that big of a deal? But everybody was losing their minds over it. This, it's one of the best-selling comics of all time. I don't. Okay. I just, I just have to feel like this is for people that want to read something ridiculous.
0: Right? I almost wonder if it's one of those things that like once you get into it, it like, turns the volume down on all the other comics. And you like start reading, you like start reading, you know, a Batman book or something. And you're like, man, nobody has turned into a vampire or beaten the crap out of somebody in five pages. What is happening?
1: Well, that's just like, that's the fault of DC at that point. But I, no, I mean, they're like, not but getting it, in but on it that it vampire just,
0: market. <laughs> but, but it's, it's one of those things that's like, once you're, once you, you've got it hooked into your veins, nothing else is as fun. That's true. I get that.
1: All right. I mean, um, I haven't I'm gonna... read
0: another comic since I read this.
1: jeez. I need to... <laughs> yeah, I need to get this out of my head. Um, this is part of that. This is like my therapy for after reading this book. Oh, that's good. Well, um, that's, that's the
0: whole point of the show. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I I We, we get to talk to we... each other, and then whether or not other people listen to it is is sort of a sidebar.
1: I don't know. I, I, I feel like we're going to come across a book eventually where we go, you know, maybe... Maybe this book isn't for everybody or something like that. I don't feel like this is that book. I feel like this book should be read by everybody. <laughs>
0: yeah, I feel <laughs> at like least this once. is, like, especially, like, the joke in the 90s was that American comics were all about gut-splattering violence, but this is, this is worse than anything I was ever allowed to read then, or anything that I ever snuck under the table and read. Really? Right. I get that. Yeah, this, this should absolutely be read by people who, like, comic books where dudes hurt other dudes. Because that's all it is. I mean, it's not all it is because it's also emotionally hurting other dudes. It's They're not just <laughs> physically hurting each other, but they're breaking their hearts. Oh, that's true. And they're betraying their trust. Oh, that's so sad. And they're making their fathers say, oh, well, you were my number one son, but now your adopted brother is better than you. Just like, <laughs> it's worse than any knife. Okay, and then yep, a guy with I a buzzsaw that. hat.
1: <laughs> that guy, you know, the guy that's named after Aryo Speedwagon. Yeah,
0: that's his name. His last name is Speed. He obviously comes from the respected clan of Speedwagons. Please you know how, my, like, so my names... father was Mister Speedwagon. Call you know me Aryo. Like,
1: yeah, you know how, uh, uh, like, European. Um surnames all come from a job that they had like or some sort of descriptor for the family (laughs) we come from a long line of people who drove wagons really fast
0: (laughs) i mean that that makes it sound more awesome alan (laughs) does it yeah it does to me okay well i get that if as long
1: as in the 2018 equivalent is like the great-great-grandson of, of the original Speedwagon, great-great-great-grandson of the Speedwagon family, um, now races cars uh, drifting around mountains, then yes, I agree
0: God, with you. You'd hope so. God. Like, what if he didn't? <laughs>
1: he I feel like we're writing our own manga at this point.
0: There's the, the one, the black sheep member of the family is like, no, I don't, I don't feel like going fast. <laughs> I'd rather just take it slow and read a book under a tree.
1: What if, you're not my
0: son! On the other hand, the perfect son is Speed Racer or Ricky Bobby or something.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. His brother is like pro pro level yeah. um like, like racer when he was like 14. exactly. Yeah. yeah, like beating all the guys out on the track
0: uh, okay. so what would you say, think, Alan? Should somebody read this book?
1: I think that they should definitely read this book. If nothing else, just read it and then never read it again, but just just get it out, get it in your
0: head and and be done with it. Uh, thanks for listening. My name is Ryan. You can find me on the internet, Ryan Rup, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E on Twitter and Instagram.
1: Okay. My name is Alan. You can find me at Marginally Talented, M-R-G-N-L-Y,
0: Talented on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, thanks for listening. Follow the show. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, I'd whatever
1: else we come up with or whatever new social media
0: platforms like, comment, comment, subscribe oh Um, jeez dare you (laughs) thanks for listening see you next time, bye bye